When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a really great future, we're talking real money. Hey there. Welcome to our show, our podcast, our radio program, all kinds of things for all kinds of problems, all kinds of money. Well, okay, mainly dollars. I'm Don McDonald. Our uh, phone number here is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And our goal is to, well, actually our overriding goal is to make you wealthier we're just not going to do it the way a lot of people do it which is by lying to you they don't actually make you wealthier they make you believe you can get wealthier by making them wealthier and that's not what we're looking to do you are invited anytime to stop by 24 hours a day seven days a week 855-935-8255 now um i am getting ready to uh sell my my Nissan Armada. <laughs> you How know, come? It, it well okay. Um, one hundred and twenty dollars of fill up. That would Is be that. What it runs? That would wow. be how come? You're talking real money there. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay. It's it's a big tank and and it gets like ten miles to the gallon. You don't drive much, but still. No, but but plus I'm making money on it. That's one of the reasons why I'm selling it. On the deal. I, it's a leased car. But for some strange reason, because of the wacky economy in which we now live, the car, this never happens. The car is worth more than my lease payoff. Usually when you get to the end of yes. a lease, it's like. They it, say, uh, give us some money. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's no, true. No, they're, they're giving me another $9,000 over and above the uh, the wow. residual value okay. at the end of the lease. A little after I pay some other stuff. But anyway. Uh, so one of the reasons I'm getting rid of it is because gas is expensive. Life is expensive. Inflation. We have it again. I mean, it's annualizing out, what, at almost 8%? Well, seven point, yeah, 7.9% February. Yeah, and that's that, a lot. Got, that has a lot of us a little concerned. Well, it, and it, it should. It should have you paying attention. Because here are the things I see around this when I talk to many of you. Um, number one, many of you don't know where your money is. <laughs> That's the truth. They don't know no. how much in stocks, how much in bonds, how much in cash. Oh, I got that account. I got this account. How's it invested? You got to know. That's number one. Absolutely. Number two is if you are going to have an emergency fund or savings or something, this is a good time to be paying attention to the online savings accounts because rates if you believe what's going to happen again this week with the Federal Reserve, things are going to go up. Rates have been inching up, not a lot, but you want to pay attention there because you can get something more competitive, and it's easy to do online to move that money right in there and make a little bit more. But here's another one, Don. And mm-hmm. then uh, we talked about last hour that people are struggling with, and that is you got to keep owning stocks. Yeah, it's really because important. Because they've been yeah. – Stocks, we forget. Stocks aren't just an investment. Stocks are ownership in a business. Yeah, and those businesses have a good track record of, guess what, 
raising their prices, still being profitable during these. That's part of the inflation thing. But you own those. The price of those goes up. And so stocks have been a great way to offset inflation. No question. And if you have a really well-diversified portfolio um, and you're, you're thinking, well, those darn oil companies, you know, that price of that gasoline. I've heard this. I even heard it in an interview that I was part of. Uh, the, 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 the oil companies are manipulating prices. They're raising prices mm. so they can make more money. Well, then good own stocks and you'll own oil companies and you'll be profiting from the prices going up and here's the other one here's the other one you really should pay attention to all of us should pay attention to if you owe someone money know how much you're paying because it still may make sense to refinance your mortgage i mean because there's still probably many people that are in the fours and fives and it might make sense to get down to the threes and if you have high expense credit card personal loan debt pay it off get rid of it clean it up make it a priority and many people have not because i still see people that uh, have money invested but are still paying out 12 percent a year i'm like why are you doing oh, that? more than 12 there are some who are still paying case, yeah. 18 19 oh. 20 plus and 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 that allows people like these banks that are paying nothing to make yeah. a lot of money off of you hey when was the last time you saw a savings account yeah, how much? Yielding 0.75%. Been a while. There's one now. Which, who's doing, this is it from bankrate.com? Yeah, Comenity. Mm -hmm. Comenity oh. Bank is doing 0.75 on a daily liquidity account there with zero minimum. Just open a an dollar. account, move some money in there. And because if you're going to have emergency then the average savings account is still like 0 0.06 oh, or something. The number is tiny. So if you go to Bank of America, no offense to Bank of America, you're going to make nothing. Use one of the online versions, and you're going to make at least something on that money. And, well, you're not going to keep up with inflation, but it's better than 0.06. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And, like, on my checking account, I get 0. 0.00000000. <laughs> a lot zero, of zeros. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> 85593. You know, it makes sense for me to move that. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this bank called Axos. I've never heard of them. They're paying up to 1% on checking. There's, there's a catch. I don't know what that is. We'll find out later. Tom and Don are talking real money. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Doing a little AXO studying during the break. Yeah. And, and you yeah. got to do a lot of stuff to get that 1%. You've got to link accounts. you got to do debit cards. you got direct gotta, deposit. you got direct Everybody deposit. Everybody wants you to put, get your check things. going in there. Yep. However, mm -hmm. yep. however, if you happen to be someone over 50 and you don't want to deal with all the headaches and, or over 55, they the do golden have a, account. They have the golden account. <laughs> oh, come on. Where you get free checks. You get reimbursement on ATMs. Mm. And you make 0.1% on checking, which on is, checking. Mm -hmm. I'm paying, I'm getting nothing. So oh, I don't know. What's, what's next? The blue hair special that you get 0.2 or something? Blue, blue plate. Right. Blue plate. Eight, five, 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 not back to that again. Eight, five, five, nine, three, five. Talk is our phone number. And uh, let's go to the yeah. phone lines where, mm -hmm. where Pete has, Pete? Yeah, Pete I has been paid. I thought it was Todd. No? Okay. Pete and then Todd. Todd. Okay. Well, I thought Pete was Todd. first. Pete's gone. Nope. Todd's Todd is first. there now. Yep. All right. I'm so confused. Yeah, hey guys. Oh, Todd is first. You're right. She just yeah. okay. Hi, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, hey, guys. How are you? 
Good. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Hey, um, I'm just kind of curious. I listen to your show once in a while and I enjoy it. You guys do a great job. I don't listen often. So maybe I, I'm out of touch as to what your advice is, but um, you know, with the specter of higher rates and easy money gone and at least for now, and maybe for the foreseeable future and fixed income, especially high grade fixed income, not being the safe haven it used to be. What's your advice uh, to most of your clients as it relates to a typical 60-40 portfolio or the use of fixed income? Uh, and I'm talking about high-grade fixed income, which obviously is it was down last year, down three and change this year. You know, I run my own portfolio, multiple seven-figure portfolio, and, and have been in the business, actually, the investment business for a long time myself. So I use a lot of alternative investments that the average client can't necessarily get that have been great, private REITs. Private they can. Credit, they can now with ETFs. Yeah, they can get a lot of these things. Well, but yeah. Well, you can get we them don't. with ETFs. I don't think it's as good a way of doing it. But I guess my question is, how has your advice changed to the average investor out there as it relates to incorporating fixed income in your portfolio and, and slash getting, you know, getting durable sources of income that, you know, are, are protected against inflation, which you know, obviously a high grade fixed income is suffering. So I'm just well, curious as to how. Yeah, and here's you know, my question. Here's my advice. question, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. My question to you is what is the alter- what are you going to use as the alternative to bonds? I think yeah. that's what he's asking. Right, yeah. What, well, here, what, let, what let, me, let me answer his well, question first, well, though. Todd, sure. let me answer your question. Sure. Our advice has not changed. It has not changed. Okay. Uh, we are not market timers. We're not trying to stretch for yield. We're not trying because every time, every time, and Todd, I've been at this money stuff since uh, 40 years now almost. And I got to tell you, Every gimmick that's come along in the last 40 years has eventually failed. And I believe I, when you say uh, that alternatives are a safe source of income, I think you're dead wrong. I think you're dead wrong because most of the alternatives are, are, are private equity deals or private lending deals that carry risk that's unknowable. Now, they may say, well, you, you don't have any volatility only because they're illiquid. When you add liquidity in and you've got treasury bills fluctuating up and down, which are still by far the most solid source of safe bond investing. Ben, we're going to give you just a minute here to give us one idea for the alternative, because I want to hear what it would be instead of U.S. government bonds predominantly. Private real estate, Blackstone, private REITs. Crazy, crazy dangerous. That is no comparison. Crazy dangerous. No, I mean, I would not compare any REIT to a government bond in any way, shape, or form. In addition, if you don't believe me, tonight when you get home, I'm sure you've seen this, watch Margin Call, and then you compare what happens in real estate, mortgages, et cetera, to what happens with U.S. government bonds. I would not put those anywhere near being the same asset class. I'm not saying they're risk-free at all. I'm not saying no, but they're all. high I'm risk. in a world where people, where people have to... Well, what did I, they do I, in I, 2008, I 2009? That. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, but here's the thing. There's no question about it. Yeah. When, when you own, what, let me explain our portfolio philosophy because here's where I think it gets confusing. Uh, people think we suggest bonds for income and we don't. We don't. We suggest deriving income in retirement or whenever you need income from the entirety of the portfolio. We believe in taking risks that have shown over decades to have at least some consistency over decades. And real estate is in that category, 
But for only a small part, we believe in building a really, really, really well-diversified portfolio from which someone can expect to derive a reasonable income. And by a reasonable income, we're talking four, five, maybe if you stretch 6% per year from the entirety of the portfolio with the bonds being there merely to suppress volatility. Yeah, and I'm going to say thank you for your call. And th- this is an interesting topic of which we don't have time to spend that much diving into it but i will also add this while the 60 40 has not been great the last six to nine months if you go back 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years 50 years it's worked quite well and you're going to say but it's not going to work in the future and i'm going to say nobody has any idea about that yeah nobody knows nobody knows a darn thing about the future and i can tell you for a fact todd this is just from my own experience in this industry that every single year Somebody is coming up with something new that is better than whatever it is that we've been using for decades. And they never, as a matter of fact, Eugene Fama, and if he is one of the most brilliant economists in the world, won a Nobel Prize. He has said over and over and over again that people keep showing him all of these better ways to make money. They show them to him nonstop. He says he probably sees one a week. And in his tenure, and he's in his 80s now? He is. Mm -hmm. In his tenure at the University of Chicago and elsewhere, he says he has seen maybe five ideas, five concepts that have shown some consistency of improving returns over time. And those can include things like small company stocks, value stocks, Volatility, Vol, uh, low, 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 high income, minimal. high, high, high income, high income uh, 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 momentum has come in there. But alternatives have never, ever, 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 ever shown that they have staying power. In my opinion, people use them. Well, I don't think you. Again, my take would be you cannot compare them on a risk return scale no. to government bonds, and that's what be, like, my bond substitute. I don't think they're a bond substitute. Well, and, and look, and a lot of happened. folks, a lot of folks are looking at some of these private equity investments and saying, "Well, but they they don't they're not volatile. They don't go up and down." There's a reason for that. The securities within them do not trade, so you can't accurately value them minute to minute. That's kind of like your house. You sit there in your house. You go, "Well, my house is worth a million dollars. Is it? My house is worth five hundred thousand. Is it?" You don't know what it's worth minute to minute. You do not, like we do with the stock market. You don't have that kind of liquidity. 855-935-TALK. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And and it's not that we want to get into a, a big fight over any of this stuff. It's just that the evidence doesn't support many of the claims made. People are 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 looking at things anecdotally, and we don't believe that anecdotes are a good substitute for evidence. Eight Especially five. lengthy, lengthy evidence. Yeah, I'd say. well, decades yeah. of it. Right. Because this is what's happened the last few months. I got to make a change. That's another thing that really worries me. So, 
So anyway, give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Oh, hey, wait, before I go, I just looked up the Blackstone Real Estate Investment or Income Trust. Yeah. This is here and they're making the argument. I hate this argument. It is this is this is so spurious. This is it's oh, it's tricky. And they even have to have an asterisk next to it. They they're t- talking about their their uh real estate investment trust that it that invests in non-traded REITs. Yeah, okay. okay? That sounds safe. Sure. So they say income driven, diversified, appreciation potential. Okay, sure. Lower volatility. No. Asterisk. Well, Bre- they're, they're, this is a non-traded vehicle, which means the value of the shares is most cl- more closely tied to real estate fundamentals as opposed to, no, it doesn't. It means they don't reprice them as often. That is such a, oh, oh. And oh, that, how often can you get your money? I don't know. It, and it says, but they have to in their little asterisk thing. They go, yeah, it's. Let me read it to you. I won't paraphrase. It's better if I read it. The share price is subject to less volatility compared to public equities because its per share NAV is based on the value of real estate assets it owns and is not subject to public market pricing forces, forces, as is the price of public equities. Although our share price is subject to less volatility compared to public equities, the value of the real estate may fluctuate and may be worth than initially, may be worth less than was initially paid for it. Breach shares are significantly less liquid than public equities and are not a immune to fluctuation you just basically don't know what what the value of that is day to day any more than is you just mentioned the value of your home they basically just said that. what we told you up there before well that's not really true <laughs> but they just don't know uh 855-935-TALK give us a call and pete you are now officially next welcome to talking real money thanks fellas i will give you my question and then a little bit of background i've been comfortable with the accumulation stage of my financial life, but I'm wondering about when I will need to have a 100% fee-only fiduciary advisor. My wife and I are both 55. I'm employed. She is not. I have three defined benefit pension plans, one defined contribution plan. We have our IRAs, each of us, And, of course, the last layer of that is when to start drawing Social Security. So I'm wondering if I intend to retire at 62, which is going to be a little over six years from now, um, when I should seek an advisor to help me get ready to get ready when I need to draw down. Get ready to get ready. Yeah, I like that. You know, here's the thing. At six years... And believe it or not, you really are in the red zone. People think, ah, that's a long time from, it's not a long time from now. You've got some complexity with the pensions, as you mentioned, the social security, and then making sure that you're, the money that you've saved in those IRAs is proper when you consider all the moving parts. Here's a, you, you may not need someone to manage your money today, but what you probably could use is someone that would even build would build a little plan for you to say, here's what makes sense in terms of when to take Social Security. Here's how the pensions fit in. Here's how your portfolio, you might consider having it put together based on having these other assets, if you will. So it all works together. I think five or six years before you retire, that is absolutely the time to get the plan. Whether or not you need to have somebody necessarily manage the money from that point forward, that is a different topic. Okay. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. 
I appreciate that, and I will uh, start. I know you got the form on your website for how to. Yeah, at least meet with somebody. uh, Interview a fiduciary. Yeah, go check. Great tool. Good luck. uh, All right, I'll go to work. Thanks so much. There's no rush now, so I I can relax and do a. Yeah, exactly. That's another way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it. Take care. Thanks for calling. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Oh, my gosh. I looked up the fees on this real estate thing. I got to save this for after the break. You will not believe the fees. You will not believe them. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Live in Seattle. We're talking real money. All right. All right. I'm going to let it go after this. But my gosh, I looked up this Blackstone Real Estate Income Trust, which buys non-publicly traded REITs. And I wanted to see what the expenses were because this is uh, this how is, much you got to how you, much you got to be a defees defees. Sp- defees. Come All on. Right. The selling commission when you buy it through a broker is three and a half percent. Not terrible. God. The, not ter- wait, wait, you're not kidding, terrible right? for a commission. Okay, just to go on the record, we we don't think you should pay a commission, Any commission. to anybody. But okay. Well, but All what's right. the management fee? I, with that three and a half, I'll say ninety basis points. Try one and a quarter. Oh, wait, wait. There's more. There's an annual stockholder servicing fee <laughs> of eighty-five wow. basis points. Now we're at two point zero five annually. But wait, there's more. Not only do they get 2.05, but they also get 12.5% of the annual return. It's like a hedge fund or something? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Weird. Kind of, sort of. 855-935-TALK. Let's talk about your money, shall we? Um, Dave, I think it's your turn to do just that. Hey, Dave. Hi, guys. Thanks for your It's great. Love it. Are you there? Yeah, we're listening. Yes. Listening with rapt attention. Yeah, I was saying you, I appreciate your show. It's great. Um, I uh, at work they I signed up for a 401k and they just by default they put me into some funds. I wanted to run them by you and see what you thought about the distribution here. Sure, go um, ahead. I'm 50. I feel like I have kind of a temp uh, comfortable with kind of a high risk thing. All my grandparents lived into their 90s, so I'm I'm guess I'm optimistic there. But anyway, they they have 42 percent in U.S. stocks. That's VTSAX. 28% mm-hmm. in international stocks, VTIAX, 8% in real estate, VGSLX. I'm assuming they like Vanguard mm-hmm. here. 50% yep. U.S. bonds, VBTLX, and 7% in international yep. bonds, VABX. So it's 78%. I think you're stocks. in a pretty good place, Dave. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, the cost of the funds are low. You're well diversified. You got a little. Not the real estate we were just talking about a minute no, ago. You got publicly traded real publicly estate. Publicly traded real estate at a very low cost, and uh, you got some bonds in there. You got a little U.S. and international. I think that's pretty good. I'm impressed with your employer. Yeah, this me was too. a default. Yeah, this is. I just. I don't even think I told them my risk. I just told them my age, and they just threw these at me. Um, on the I, other hand, I put a whole bunch of money in a checking account in Schwab, and I. Like two days ago, I was like, this is crazy. It's earning nothing. So I dumped 
a bunch of it, not, I don't know, $3,500 into a, uh, the VT. Cause you guys had requested or had recommended it. And then I'm like, well, that's, that's the dumbest thing to do while Russia's rolling into Ukraine, possibly wanting to. No. Okay. Know, no, no. Thank you for no, asking. Appreciate no, it. That's a good no. question. You don't try to time the market based on world events. Earlier, in, well, in the first hour or the or yesterday's podcast, we talked about John Templeton, who in 1939, when Germany was invading Poland, he went out, told his, he borrowed money, and he told his stockbroker to buy him a hundred shares of every stock traded in the country, bankrupt or otherwise, that traded for less than a dollar a share. Because back then you had to buy round lots. You had to buy stocks yep. in 100 shares. So he couldn't afford anything over a dollar a share to get, he wanted diversification. He bought every stock he could get for a dollar a share in 1939 and then just kept buying throughout World War II. He made a fortune. And remember, World War II had just started. And another thing around uh, the buying stocks today I always think buying things cheaper, you know, like when they're on sale, is better than buying that that they go up. So I'm kind of liking the idea of buying stocks now at a lower price. Although I would make one little little tweak to what you did because of what you have in your 401k, which is large cap centric, That's growth true. Yeah. centric. Ooh, I've got an idea. I knew Tom would have an idea now. I would go with our old friend AVUV, the Avantis. U.S. Small Cap Value Fund, ETF. That you can get it to up. AVUV, you could just move it right out of the VT into that. And by the way, the only reason I'm a little hesitant here with our advice to you, Dave, is when you say you had it in checking and then you move it all into stocks, kind of what's the long-term purpose of that money? He's worried about the market, Tom. Didn't like right, Dave. No, that. he went the other way. He went from he went from cash but, to stocks. But he was so. sitting in cash for a while, and he went, "I got to do something." But he's worried about doing that, right, Dave? Well, that's yes. On this particular yeah. example, correct. Yeah. yeah. So All right. Get it in the market. We're running out of time. Thank you so much for calling and listening. And uh, if you'd like, we've got a line open at 855-935-TALK just for you. Give us a call. I'm Don. That's Tom. We talk real money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. The calls are rolling in to 855-935-TALK. But remember, you can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get your questions answered on the podcast, too, if you can't make it on Saturdays. All right, Steve, it's your turn. You're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Steve. Oh, thanks, guys. Hey, how you guys doing today? Oh, hey, I'm um, okay. Tom's a little testy. I... Yeah, I got to take it down a notch here, so I'm okay. Thanks. I was just out deck washing and doing that stuff and stepped inside. I'm going to call you guys. Um, I'm a homeowner, and my wife and I own a second um, investment. It's a rental income uh, condo in Issaquah, and we live in Puyallup. So you're, I think you're probably familiar with those two markets. Yes, Tom, I am Tom very definitely familiar. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Tom owns a home and a condo, okay. too. <laughs> don't, get me, don't get me going on that one. Yeah. <laughs> really got all the sore points going oh, here. Go ahead, yeah. 
So it's a it's a rental income, and our renter has given us notice, and so we did the walkthrough. We need to go through and um, probably do carpets and paint and get it back. But our my question is, and we're kind of flipping coins: Do we sell it? Is it a time to sell? Or is sell it. it. Mm-hmm. Keep renting. Sell it. Mm-hmm. Sell it. Sell it. Okay. What? But there, we're in total agreement. Time. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing about real estate right now. If I was a buyer or seller, I'd rather be a seller. But okay, but I guess the question is how, what is your, what would be your gain? What's your basis? How much would you be, you know, having to pay tax on? Just out of curiosity. Right. Well, let's keep it, let's keep it round numbers. We owe 50 value. If you look at, if you look at Zillow and those and two comps that just sold in the last three weeks that are, that are the same units. Um, 400 to 420 rents are 22 you, to 23. But what did you, you pay, you pay for, it? for it? I think we paid 110. Gee, good game. That was back 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be some depreciation. I mean, so it's going to raise the base. Uh, How old yeah. is the building? 96. 1996. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the way I look at all this. The real estate right market right now is literally insane. I mean, you can't, you couldn't mm-hmm. even make up what the deals or people are getting into. So, I, and I guess I would love to sell my condo right now. But anyway, so. But that's another matter entirely. That's another matter. <laughs> I would be a seller because it's just the, and, and, and condos are, can be harder to sell. There's all kinds of things that go along with that. So I would be a seller, get my money and invest it in some other manner. And I got to tell you, Steve, my argument is, is more to the second point. I'm not going to market time, although I do believe this market is crazy. I don't believe that long term condos make as nearly as good an investment condos have these hidden surprises and that's why i asked about the age because there was a time and the 90s were one of those times when they were slapping condos up like they were going out of style um and so there could be all kinds of hidden assessments and they're harder to borrow money against oftentimes due to the the restrictions you know again if i if it was me I'd sell it, get my money, pay my taxes, and move on with my life. That's just my take. You've got unanimity from the uh, talking real money front. So (laughs) go sell the darn place, pay the taxes, diversify your portfolio, own more things, less work. And uh, I think someday you'll go, wow, that was really a good move. 855-935-TALK. Let's go to Mike now. Mike, welcome to Talking Real Money. Mike, Mike, Mike. How are you today? Good, sir. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you right now, as far as finances go and stuff like that, I'm I'm pretty simple. You know, you guys talk about all the vanguard and this. Anyway, I'm looking at retiring in about three years here. I'm a firefighter for a living. And um, I'm looking at the annuities that the state offers in the uh, law enforcement, the left system. And I know you folks don't seem to be real big into annuities. But I also have a 457 that has basically gone downhill a little bit here. But I'd be able to transfer, say, $500,000 out of that and increase my income $3,500 a month, knowing that it takes about 13 years to pay that back. Um, You know, how do you all feel about the 
the left version of those versus the private industry annuities? Uh, the, the state of Washington actually has a very good annuity. It's called the TAP annuity. That that I'm I'm not. Well, this is different. This is the this is the left the annuity. Left. But even there, it's I'm, a better product. It's than a better you get, product than you're going to get from you go, private. Yes. Yeah. When you go out from to buy from an insurance company per se. So I'm not opposed to that. I mean, again, but here's the thing, Mike. I don't know enough about your situation to tell you which is better because you need you need to really look at your retirement income because when you talk about transferring money over and buying more income, I'd have to look at that whole situation, and you should too with a planner first. Let me give you – let me let me try to make an example. You're saying how much money would you put into the left? Well, if I, if I took $500,000 out of my four fifty seven. That would uh-huh. buy me about thirty five hundred bucks a month. Uh, joint no, or joint or single payment. life. Well, wait. Oh, that is it? It's a ter- it, That single well, life thirteen is years it, is what he's saying. Is it a? Ter- it's a definite term then. No, your it's life not a or term. A, it goes till I till I die. But only your life, and, right? If I. Yeah, that, and that's the thing I got to look at. If I put my fiance on it, that peels it back about three to four hundred dollars a month. Right, right, right. So then, here's the deal: that, that is. I can tell you from all the research I've done into doing annuities over the past several months, that rate of return on a single premium annuity is really good. That is really darn good. That 40 is forty grand a year. Yeah, that's the equivalent of a 12% payout rate or so, which is really extraordinary. Because remember, payout rates aren't based on income. They're, you're getting some of your money back. Of course. So at that rate, you're, you're doing quite well. It, it would, in other words, if you were paying yourself out from that, if you just said, I'm going to put this 500000 in a mattress, I'm going to pay myself out from that, that would last you no more than about 10 or 12 years. So this is a good deal for your life. But again, you need a plan that looks at all of that first before, because this is decision mm-hmm. way down the road after you've made the determination about the rest of your retirement income. That's what I would do first. Then you could plug this in to see what the better deal was for you and for your fiance. But from a, a, a sheer simply, yeah, if she's going to be your wife, you're going to need to look at the joint life option for sure. Yeah. And again, that will run, that'll take it down to 3000 or so a month. But still, it's a good Um, deal. But still, that's a good deal. That's a very, very good deal. So this is one of the better deals, and it is only a better deal in large part because it's a state deal. Yeah. Again, if you went to the private industry, you wouldn't get that same deal. Thanks for your call, and uh, thanks for asking us about that. I wanted to remind people, by the way, all these questions get answered in one day on Saturday, May 14th in Bellevue at Retire Meet. Myself, Don, Paul Merriman, Herb Weisbaum. Rick Gregory, whom I, oh, Paul Lopescu from Dimensional. I mean, we've got some really great, uh, all there, one day, get online, get Plus your tickets Plus all of now. our advisors. Yeah, it'll be great. Retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. Get your tickets today. Yeah, spelled M-E-A-T.com, retiremeet.com, because <laughs> the sandwiches are great. That's 855-935-TALK. real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
And we, in addition to this show, want to help everybody with their money. And, you know, this is for those of you who say, you know, we, we tell you, you might want to have a plan. Well, you might want to get a little help starting that plan, even if it doesn't ever involve using our advisors. We still want to help people get the right start. So if you want to meet with one of our advisors, I can promise you, you're going to get something out of it. I can promise you it'll be free. I can promise you there's no obligation. And I can absolutely promise you, you won't get a high pressure sales pitch. So here's what you need to do. Go to vestry.com and set up an, set up an appointment. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com or vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.